Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Deuteronomy 15, 19 through 16, 17. You shall consecrate to the Lord your God all the firstborn males that are born of your herd and of your flock. You shall not work with the firstborn of your herd, nor shear the firstborn of your flock. You and your household shall eat it every year before the Lord your God in the place which the Lord chooses. But if it has any defect, such as lameness or blindness or any serious defect, you shall not sacrifice it to the Lord your God. You shall eat it within your gates. The unclean and the clean alike may eat it, as a gazelle or a deer. Only you shall not eat its blood. You are to pour it out on the ground like water. The Feast of Passover, of Weeks, and of Booths. Observe the month of Abib and celebrate the Passover to the Lord your God. In the month of Abib, the Lord your God brought you out of Egypt by night. You shall sacrifice the Passover to the Lord your God from the flock and the herd in the place where the Lord chooses to establish his name. You shall not eat leavened bread with it seven days and shall eat with it unleavened bread, the bread of affliction. For you came out of the land of Egypt in haste so that you may remember all the days of your life. The day when you came out of the land of Egypt. For seven days no leaven shall be seen with you in all your territory. And none of the flesh which you sacrifice in the evening of the first day shall remain overnight until morning. You are not allowed to sacrifice the Passover in any of your towns which the Lord your God is giving you. But at the place where the Lord your God chooses to establish his name, you shall sacrifice the Passover in the evening at sunset at the time that you came out of Egypt. You shall cook and eat it in the place which the Lord your God chooses. In the morning you are to return to your tents. Six days you shall eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day there shall be a solemn assembly to the Lord your God. You shall do no work on it. 
You shall count seven weeks for yourself. You shall begin to count seven weeks from the time you begin to put the sickle to the standing grain. Then you shall celebrate the Feast of Weeks to the Lord your God with the tribute of a freewill offering of your hand, which you shall give just as the Lord your God blesses you. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God, you and your son and your daughter and your male and female servants and the Levite who is in your town and the stranger and the orphan and the widow who are in your midst in the place where the Lord your God chooses to establish his name. You shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt and you shall be careful to observe these statutes. You shall celebrate the Feast of Booths seven days after you have gathered in from your threshing floor and your wine vat. And you shall rejoice in your feast, you and your son and your daughter and your male and female servants and the Levite and the stranger and the orphan and the widow who are in your towns. Seven days you shall celebrate a feast to the Lord your God in the place which the Lord chooses because the Lord your God will bless you in all your produce and in all the work of your hands so that you will be altogether joyful. Three times in a year, all your males shall appear before the Lord your God in the place which he chooses at the Feast of Unleavened Bread and at the Feast of Weeks and at the Feast of Booths. And they shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. Every man shall give as he is able according to the blessing of the Lord your God which he has given you. Habakkuk 3, God's Deliverance of His People A prayer of Habakkuk the prophet according to Shigianoth. Lord, I have heard the report about you, and I fear, O Lord, revive your work in the midst of your years. In the midst of the years, make it known. In wrath, remember mercy. God comes from Taman, and the Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah. His splendor covers the heavens, and the earth is full of his praise. His radiance is like the sunlight. He has rays flashing from his hand, and there is the hiding of his power. Before him goes pestilence, and plague comes after him. He stood and surveyed the earth. He looked and startled the nations. Yes, the perpetual mountains were shattered. The ancient hills collapsed. His ways are everlasting. I saw the tents of Cushan under distress. The tent curtains of the land of Midian were trembling. Did the Lord rage against the rivers, or was your anger against the rivers, or was your wrath against the sea, that you rode on your horses, on your chariots of salvation? Your bow was made bare. The rods of chastisement were sworn. Selah. You cleaved the earth with rivers. The mountains saw you and quaked. The downpour of waters swept by. The deep uttered forth its voice. It lifted high its hands. Sun and moon stood in their places. They went away at the light of your arrows, at the radiance of your gleaming spear. In indignation, you marched through the earth. In anger, you trampled the nations. You went forth for the salvation of your people, for the salvation of your anointed. You struck the head of the house of the evil to lay him open from thigh to neck, Selah. You pierced with your own spears the head of his throngs. They stormed in to scatter us. Their exultation was like those who devoured the oppressed in secret. You trampled on the sea with your horses, on the surge of many waters. I heard and my inward parts trembled. At the sound, my lips quivered. Decay enters my bones, and in my place I tremble, because I must wait quietly for the day of distress, for the people to arise who will invade us. Though the fig tree should not blossom, and there be no fruit on the vines, though the yield of the olive should fail, and the fields produce no food, though the flock should be cut off from the fold, and there be no cattle in the stalls, 
Yet I will exult in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and he has made my feet like hind's feet, and makes me walk on my high places for the choir director on my stringed instruments. Acts 2, 22 through 42. Men of Israel, listen to these words. Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs which God performed through him in your midst. Just as you yourselves know, this man, delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. But God raised him up again, putting an end to the agony of death, since it was impossible for him to be held in its power. For David says of him, I saw the Lord always in my presence, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue exalted. Moreover, my flesh also will live in hope, because you will not abandon my soul to Hades, nor... Allow your Holy One to undergo decay. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Brethren, I may confidently say to you regarding the patriarch David that he both died and was buried and his tomb is with us to this day. And so because he was a prophet and knew that God had sworn to him with an oath to seat one of his descendants on his throne. He looked ahead and spoke of the resurrection of the Christ, that he was neither abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh suffer decay. This Jesus God raised up again, to which we are all witnesses, Therefore, having been exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured forth this, which you both see and hear. For it was not David who ascended into heaven, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified, the ingathering. Now, when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what shall we do? Peter said to them, Repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call to himself. And with many other words, he solemnly testified and kept in exhorting them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. So then those who had received his word were baptized. And that day, there were added about 3,000 souls. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. So today is the second day of Shavuot, which um, is also recognized and... um, 
the start and then the second day of the Pentecost, as we many people know it in Christianity. Pentecost is the Greek word for 50. And as you see, the, the Feast of Weeks is referring to that celebration of Pentecost or Shavuot. <clears throat> but many times Christians will hear all this and they're like, wait a second. So for churches to tell me that I'm supposed to come three times a year and bring offerings at these three different feasts, that seems like they're just greedy and they're just wanting money and they're just, okay, I understand how people can feel that way. I've sat in churches where I've listened to pastors preach about uh, something simple as Malachi 3.10 in the scripture where it says that we've robbed God. And it says, how have we robbed God? And, And he responds, in tithes and offerings. That by not bringing our tithes and offerings into God, we're robbing him. And I've heard some preachers preach on that, and it sounds and seems very selfishly motivated. But I will tell you, the words that they're saying, that their, their intent may be something totally different. Because we're dealing with people. And mankind, we're not supposed to put our trust in man. We're supposed to put our trust in God. And men will fail us. They will. But that doesn't mean that they're always failing us. This means that they have a um, possibility yeah, we can. We can make mistakes. And, and um, something could be completely a good thing and we could do it for the wrong reasons and, and fail people. That's unfortunate, but that's just reality. But God said, don't put your faith in man, put your faith in him. So <clears throat> I've heard preachers who have preached that message about giving and sounded extremely selfish. Sounded like it's a business. And... Um, The church is not a business. And for people to say, well, you should run it like a business. And that's not the way God designed it. It should be ran better than a business. It should be. It should be our life. It should be what we do. Not something we do as a part of our life. But it should be focused in on everything that we do. But back to this, I've heard many Christians who have said... That, oh, all this tithing and offerings and all that stuff, that's Old Testament. We don't need to do it anymore. Because they they don't feel like it's a part of God's plan because it's in the Old Testament. Because, again, we've been taught that for so long in the Christian church. Yet, Jesus actually, Jesus talks about that. Jesus says, in red, in the New Testament, in Matthew... He's asked about tithes and he says, you should tithe. Just those three words. Jesus said, you should tithe. That should be enough for you. The whole argument of that's Old Testament should be gone. It should be gone at that point right there. Now, there's whole other discussions that are not just about it being Old Testament or New Testament. But yes, we can have conversations about that. But... You, us justifying not tithing because it's Old Testament is a very selfish and weak justification for not doing so. And it's not because it's something physical. It's not. It's not a physical thing. 
It's a spiritual thing. It is a spiritual thing. And we should do it, but you should do it because it is your heart's desire to do it. But anyways, so we're looking at Deuteronomy and we see in there that he says three times a year, you come before me and do not come empty handed. And then he also says that during the feast of weeks, you're supposed to bring a free will offering according to what God has given to you, according to, so you, you get to bring it as what you want to present to God. Okay. So he created everything. He gave me life, my family, my wife, my business, the ministry, everything is from him. Everything. So when it's a free will choice, I can ask him, God, how much do you want? How much should I bring? Well, that's being obedient. And that's actually one of the other tithes or actually two of the other three offerings that we're talking about here are a little bit more asking him and he tells you. But for the Feast of Weeks or for Shavuot, it is, it's a free will offering, giving according to what you've been given. And so I should really pray about it and say, what, what can I give? What do I want to give? Get with my wife and say, what does she want to give? What can we give as a family? What should we? Or, or maybe some people have it to where they have a giving box um, in uh, Jewish tradition, it's, it's actually called Zedekah, but you've got a giving box to where you're just constantly putting into that box. And then eventually you say, hey, it's our free will offering. Let's go ahead and give that to wherever we're going to give it. Let's just ask God, here's what we have. I don't know how much it is, but where do you want me to give it, God? Why would we want to do that? Why? Well, look at Acts. In the book of Acts, it says that all these amazing things were happening. But just as God said it would be is the way that it was. Jesus was something spectacular, well beyond even the greatness of David. Jesus fulfilled the prophecies. Jesus was put to death and he rose again. So that we can have an eternal, eternal life in heaven shower him with gifts give it because of what he's done for you but also whenever we continue in that path being faithful to what God's called us to we will also see that God's going to add to our efforts in fact when you look at Acts 2:42 it says they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching to studying the Bible and to fellowship and to breaking of bread having community with other people and to prayer and it says that because they did that the Lord added to their number of people who were saved daily their efforts were blessed So we should give because out of obedience, because God said we should. But we also should give because we want to. Because Jesus went up on that cross. Jesus took the beatings before getting on the cross. Jesus 
was ripped to shreds to not even be recognizable as a man for what I've done. He took what I deserved. Why should I be arguing whether or not I should be giving to the kingdom? So Father, thank you that that your son took it all. Jesus, thank you that you took what I deserved. Let my life, let my my offerings, let them be something that glorifies you. And I just pray that my efforts will continually be blessed by you as I continue to try to walk in obedience to what you've called me to be. And I continue to pursue you as my Lord and my Savior and my everything. Please bless my efforts and help me to bless your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.